Ladies and gentlemen, we told you we were going to be back with the second part of The Bad Girls of Summer. Present. I just had to, <laughs> 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 uh, I had to have Kevin do that because he does it with such abandon. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, these girls are bad and they deserve it. <laughs> that that's the tagline. So you have the bad girls of summer. They're bad and they deserve it. Okay, <laughs> they <we> deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of TV or episode edition episode we're, of TV. We're Channel. an episode and an edition. Yes, and this is actually actually episode edition twenty two. Yeah, we are twenty two. We're getting we're getting into the twenties now. I can't believe it. Yeah, we were barely legal last episode, and now we're full blown. Well, hopefully our 20s are going to be roaring, Tachi. I am really excited, and I, I could not be more excited of part two of our summer extravaganza. I'm super excited, and so why don't we just take it away? All right, so last week was Bad Girls of Summer Past. Well, it's a new day, and it's time to celebrate the Bad Girls of Summer present. And we're Woo-hoo! starting, <laughs> yes, we are starting off with a new Netflix series called Gypsy, starring Naomi Watts. All right, let's talk a little bit about the show. So, growing restless with married suburban life, New York therapist Jean Holloway becomes too immersed in the lives of her patients and develops a secret fascination with her patient's ex-girlfriend. All right, Tachi, what did you think of Gypsy? Jean Holloway. Well, Naomi Watts plays Jean Holloway, this New York City therapist. She is the most selfish somebody I have ever seen. I am not, you know how there are people you feel sorry for and like, okay, we reviewed Glow last week and you kind of have this, oh, you know, for um, Ruth, the main character. You don't have that for Jean. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel one bloody bit sorry for her selfish ass. She is just a selfish, you have this life with this, um, you know, a daughter and you have your husband you're a therapist. He's doing well. Now, granted, there are issues and there are problems, but you have Brady Bunch problems compared to the rest of the world. And you dare complain? I feel not sorry for her at all. At all. Well, you know what? The funny thing is, you said something that I think is very key. The problem is she does not complain. She doesn't say anything. She basically is living something from the outside. looks like a perfect life. Um, Her and her husband live in this, like, this house in the suburbs that is the stuff that House and Garden is made of episode, you know, or or issues of uh, um, architectural digest are made of. This incredible house. Uh, They are, they are, they are moneyed people. Her, even her uh, office in the city where she sees her patients. I would love to, I would, I'd be very happy to live in that office, Taji. Uh, Thank you very much. That, that, look, that's bigger than most studio apartments in New York. So by far, I'd be very happy living in in her uh, office where she sees patients. And so there is this kind of uh, quiet kind of angst 
I don't know if it's a midlife crisis because we've only seen the first two episodes. But one thing I I was going to put off, uh, but I want to read, which I think that speaks to what you're talking about. From At the very beginning, the first thing we hear, we hear her saying this in this internal like monologue as we first get, first see the character come on screen for the first time. I used to believe that people determine their own lives. We were in control, commanding our futures, choosing our spouses, picking professions responsible for the decisions that shape the course of our lives and yet there's one force more powerful than free will our unconscious underneath the suits behind closed doors we're all ruled by the same desires and those desires can be wrong and dark and deeply shameful the more you watch someone you realize we're never really who we say we are in fact, hidden underneath, there's always a secret. We might actually be someone else. And as we go further into the show, what she's what we what we hear in literally the first like you know minute of the show is what this show is about. That on the outside, anybody, even her colleagues, uh, uh, she has a daughter, other mothers at the PGA. Everybody has this kind of image of who. Naomi Watts' character, Jean, is her husband. She wears a, a, a facade or shows part of who she is. I shouldn't say a facade. It's a, This is part of who she is. But there is another part of her that she had, she had repressed for a really long time. And at the start of the show, the, this other person she either used to be or other part of her is starting to emerge. I still don't feel sorry for her. Okay, I didn't say, you know, we're not starting a Kickstarter for her or anything. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying I felt bad for her. But as far as an understanding what's happening, what the show is about, this is about somebody who, um, see, um, from the outside, that's the thing. They, this show is gorgeous. And we've talked a lot about how every yes. show is gorgeous now, but in particular, this is one of the most beautiful shows. There are, there are scenes and shots of Naomi Watts just walking down the streets of New York where it's like, is this a perfume ad or this, is this a hair care commercial? Because this woman has never looked more radiant when we're just watching her like go through her data. She's at the grocery store and she is breathtaking. Do you hear me? Breathtaking. So Yeah, no, I noticed that. But if you notice, the whole appearance is a very big part of this. She goes to the the salon. I'm guessing she has a standing appointment every week, but that's a part of so far the two the two episodes that we've watched. She's at the salon each time, which lets us know that this whole thing, the image thing, is a big part of who she is. And albeit it's a big part of the part of society, New York society, that she's involved with. Okay, that's one thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. Well, there's two things. I forgot to mention at the, at the top of the show, we watched two episodes of this show and yes. at least two episodes of every show we review. So thank you for mentioning the two episodes. The other thing is the hair appointment isn't really about vanity. And this is but this is part of her problem. The whole thing is she gets and her husband even says, like, are you getting too immersed uh, uh, in, you know, with her patients? And the, her one of her patients is played by, I believe, Brenda Vaccaro, I think. I'm not sure, yeah. but the, by, uh, and what, and she's playing this mother whose daughter is pulling away from her and she's concerned about her daughter entering middle age and being focused on her career and not having a partner. And so 
um, she mentions how her daughter doesn't have time for her, but she has time to go get her blowout every week at this salon, and the salon isn't even that great. So where does Naomi watch show up all of a sudden to get her hair done? At that exact same salon. And when does she show up there? The exact same time her patient's daughter is getting her hair done. And what? how does she steer the conversation with the patient's daughter into the the patient's daughter talking about her own mother? Exactly. Everything this woman is doing seems to be a little bit much. Not a little bit much. In fact, just uh, like completely inappropriate when it comes to being a therapist. Your therapist is not supposed to wor- worm their way into the lives of people that you're that you're talking to them about. And it also goes deeper, uh, even deeper still with she has another patient, uh, a young man, and um, he is dealing with the loss of his ex-girlfriend who apparently was very, very alluring and every moment with her was exciting and he has never had an adrenaline rush of a relationship like he had with her. And now she is a barista. And so all of a sudden, where is Naomi Watts getting her coffee now? At the same coffee house same that, coffee that her house. patient's ex-girlfriend works at. And she kind of starts the dialogue with her. And all of a sudden she starts, you know, getting more and more, spending more and more time with her patient's ex-girlfriend. And, um, it's starting to get really, really, um, I, I, it's, oh, it's beyond questionable. I'm trying to think of the right verbiage for it, but it's- Oh, this is ethical. This is an ethical consideration here. She is using a lack of judgment in terms of ethics. She's clearly violating all sorts of, uh, codes of ethics for her profession, <laughs> clearly. And it makes me think if she was not so bored and I'm doing air quotes with her life, would she be so willing to track down these people that, that, that are spilling their guts in therapy, the people that they're actually talking about, like the daughter, like the, like the girlfriend, would she be so willing to do that if she wasn't so bored with her own life? Oh yeah, that's definitely a part of it. But apparently, she's uh, from what her husband asking the question, and even um, she seems to meet with a panel of other therapists, and she seems to have like a somebody you know that she touches base with about her patients. And they even one of them even seemed to say basically kind of something similar to her husband that you know this is you're, you're going above and beyond what your job is. You're not supposed to be even you know your patient is the one that's sitting in front of you. And you're not supposed to be considering. Uh, other people that are that are uh, that are that they're talking about that your patient is sitting in your office no there is no one else exactly and, and you can't you know from that standpoint you can't be worried about who they're talking about because like you like you said and like they said your patient is, in, is sitting in front of you but there's something about her uh, beyond the fact that she's bored she just seems to me to have that inquisitive nature of what this person is telling me is not enough because she even made a a comment about how, you know, she can't believe anything that uh, the woman, the mother says anymore. Uh, And so it's like almost she was going to the salon to find out for herself because she doesn't believe. Yeah. Therapy is not a good career for her. She needs to switch to something else. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Well, yeah, because she goes down the rabbit hole pretty quickly about uh, how deep things go. But what's interesting is the 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 facade that she's living, we kind of see as the series progresses, um, 
her husband may also be going down a path um because initially we're thinking you know she does have this perfect seemingly from the outside life why is she going to risk it but apparently her husband also seems to be being pulled in a direction um that you know where he's dancing on the edge of something happening because Mm -hmm. he has the okay did you see when they find when they showed his secretary the the actress who yes. plays the secretary. I mean, she is beautiful. oh my god, that I was girl! Like, oh my goodness, she. You know when you see somebody really, but I was like, oh my gosh, she is so gorgeous. Yeah, okay, that's another thing. When you basically, when you have a wife that looks like Naomi Watts, and then you go to work and you have a smoking. <laughs> hot um uh you know a personal assistant and naomi watts even she's already clocked this girl pretty quickly about how she's a little bit too eager and uh, her and her husband are about to have sex and then like the her his phone's going off in the like around you know 12 30 at night and and naomi, naomi watts says like shouldn't she be on a date instead of basically you know texting you emailing you in the middle of the night and um, she seems to be pretty eager and it gets to be a point where um, uh, the husband is working late and um, she, the, the, the assistant sets him up with his food um, in his, like he has like a little living room area in his office and she's going to go back to her little desk to, to eat her little sad little lunch. I mean, her sad little dinner and yes. basically says like, oh, why don't you join me uh, and we can talk, we can talk about the case. And they're talking about the case for five seconds. And then yes. it goes into him, to, uh, her talking about, you know, her, one of her past relationships with uh, somebody she worked with, which is inappropriate when you're smoking hot. Don't tell your, uh, your boss like, well, yeah, there was another guy I used to bang at my last office, but he wasn't, I, he wasn't actually my boss. We weren't, we didn't actually, even though he was higher ranking than me, we didn't actually work together day in, day out. So it was okay for me to have incredibly hot sex with him. And then he <laughs> basically like. <laughs> Like hint, hint. Oh, you think? I mean, I, <laughs> oh my god! I would, in fact, I would love to play any board games with her because she's gonna give me all kinds of hints if she's on my team. We're gonna win because she's very good <laughs> at giving hints. Oh, and, she dropped them like she was dropping hot potatoes. Oh, Seriously. definitely. And then, and then, if, if his, if her hints weren't enough, then he starts talking about like, well, you had uh, inappropriate hot sex. Let me talk about my stories of inappropriate hot sex because when I was a young hot student, law student, um, my slightly older hot uh, professor asked me to come to uh, to a bar with her. I thought it was to celebrate me passing the bar, but it turns out that she wanted my young hot. Uh, she wanted to get in my legal briefs and you know we were off to the races and i was just like um this is highly inappropriate and then uh his wife calls like yeah i gotta work late and and then uh, what i love is when they're basically that at the end of the evening she's been off doing things that she shouldn't have been doing i won't go into the extent of that i'll let you i'll let you if you decide to view the show find out just how far afield she ends up by episode two and so exactly. her husband, her husband comes back, and she she got home like five seconds before her husband, and then he's back, and so they're sitting on the couch talking, and so um uh he asked her like how her evening was, and so she's like oh it was it was nice you know checking out my friend's apartment uh, uh downtown and it's it's nice uh, how was your evening and he goes well I just basically worked late and ate ramen by myself at my desk 
and, uh-huh. and so then she says to him you know what you know what you're the love of my life and he goes ditto and that's the end of episode two it's just like yeah they're both like yeah they both are going down paths that are questionable at best and one thing i want to say is if you are in a relationship right now and you have any kind of trust issues this is not the show for don't you watch it don't watch it <laughs> don't watch it and don't say Kevin and Tachi on TV channeling recommend don't put our names in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you have to be an incredibly secure relationship or you have to be single when you watch this show because if you have any kind of questions or any kind of doubts, they're only going to be magnified by the end of this episode. And, Times and if you're 50. Yeah, and if you're single, you may not want to get in a relationship again after watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. It, yeah, I could see if you're not a secure person, you would be questioning everything. I have to say this, though. Naomi Watts, lovely as she is, this girl that plays uh, Michael's assistant, Alexis, her name is Melanie Liebird. She trumps her. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No. It, it, okay. Naomi Watts is a beautiful vision, and, yes. but she doesn't She doesn't exude sex. This no. girl, um, Alexis or whatever, the, oh, my God. She is sex on a cracker. Do you hear me? Not cracker. What tin do they sell that in? <laughs> okay. Or, or, okay she, I, 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 I should say she's like Lay's potato chips because you can't just have one. You are wow. gonna you are gonna go through the whole bag and ask for a man. Yes, yes, ma'am. May I have another? That <laughs> girl is sexy. <laughs> and the, oh, I don't know where they found her. Oh, because and, oh, she's British. She's a British actress. Okay, and when she oh my god, and the dress that she's wearing, that dress was like painted on her. And when she she doesn't walk over when he invites her to have uh, to to, sh- to have dinner in his office, she doesn't walk to the couch. She saunters to the couch that girl is sex personified she is everything she is all that she's not all that and a bag of chips like i said before she is the bag of chips she is addictive and i can understand why he's going down that road but the problem is the moment you lay eyes on her and you are a married man no you cannot be my assistant this may be sexual harassment or whatever but no i yeah you're you don't have enough qualifications i need somebody qualified that i that i do not want to hump on site and (laughs) so that was a hiring her in the first place was a huge mistake Oh, one She's the type of person that needs to be a boss because that's always going to be a problem for her. Oh my God, yes. And even underlings are going to, yes. Oh my God. Can you imagine if, 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 if she was your boss and um, you, you'd, you'd, you'd pray to be sexually harassed by that woman. She is everything. One other thing I had to talk about about just the overall look of the show and the mood because the show to me is it I don't know about you but it feels like a this is one of the what I would call the brightest film noir I've ever seen. Uh, mm. If you're a fan of film noir, it, it's 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 sunny looking. Yes, there's just a darkness and a moodiness about the whole show. Even when she's walking down the streets in the in the bright of the of the the that's another thing. Every time that she's outside or there's a shot of outside, it is the most perfect perfect time of day in new york that that cap that there's a sort of light that happens in the late afternoon that is shining in her hair and she is so luminous 
it is just gorgeous but i had speaking of gorgeous one of the most gorgeous sequences i gotta talk about is when gene is daydreaming about sydney that she's the barista um she's daydream. Yes. i call it a daydream but it's a daydream can you daydream at night because she's daydreaming at night and and she becomes how can i put this as she's daydreaming about this girl she starts be, uh um caring for herself Pleasuring, in a yes. physical type way so she's uh yeah so she's giving herself kind of a massage but it seems to be focused oh, in the God. genital area one might say and yes. um and, and as we see what she's thinking about she's seeing this barista and she's seeing the, her this barista and her patient and, and they're like having sex in this fantasy but it is one of the most captivating beautiful things and as this girl is having sex with this man she's looking at us the audience and therefore she's looking at naomi watts it is one of the sexiest most gorgeous sequences i have ever seen it was it, it was, was it was really hypnotic sexy. you're absolutely right and i was thinking about it from you know uh filmmaking standpoint and the cinematography and i was just imagining the direction what the director was telling her to do and all, the choreography of that scene was just beautiful so even if you didn't have the beauty of the shots even if you didn't have it well shot just the way the director choreographed the whole thing was lovely and that would have superseded any beauty of the actual look of the scene but the look of the scene was gorgeous as well and that's just added to the sensuality of it the red filter the red lighting it was great and it didn't feel like cheesy red light district stuff if you know what I oh mean. no and no it didn't it was it was really it was you felt like you were looking at art and i gotta give a shout yes. out to uh the actress uh sophie uh sophie cookson uh she yes. plays sydney the barista this this show part of the show now everybody's super talented but i think the the first award needs to go to the casting director of this show oh, everybody yes. is cast so well mm -hmm. this girl sydney is everything you need her to be she is british and she is this uh this kind of cocky kind of femme fatale but not like in the classic sense she's got this deep edge to her and you never know who exactly you're dealing with and there is a there's a there's a bit of excitement and danger about her every moment that she's on the screen you're not quite sure what she's gonna do and you could see how basically it just she could give a, a glance uh if she glanced at any man or woman that they could be led astray quickly and, and you know you put it perfectly i call her this grunge femme fatale oh great yes that grunge femme fatale that was i was thinking that exactly and you know it made her question i wasn't even making this parallel because when we were talking about it before i just made the assumption that the person that she was going to end up messing with was a man i just i just made that assumption so it's funny because it shows how kind of heteronormative thoughts can be sometimes and then like, oh this is the patient's girlfriend that she ends up messing with ah okay and then it's kind of telling because when you think about it the daughter is um has some 
is exploring her identity now. Yeah, her gen. Yeah, yeah, she has a daughter who's I think around nine or eight or nine, eight. Right. And she basically seems to she gets in trouble at school for kissing another girl, and not only kissing her, but telling her that she's a boy and getting mad at the girl for telling her no, you're a girl. And so they're the the parents are dealing with uh, this, and they're not sure to, if it's as, if it's anything serious or if it's just being eight and kind of exploring things. But the 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 um uh the daughter um. One this one point where I want to talk to you about our our favorite uh, quotes from the uh, show, but I got to go early on mine. My favorite okay. quote was when the daughter is uh, using the term "sexy" and she asked like the mother, like, "Am I sexy?" And she goes, "Like, sexy is a grown up word." And she's like, "Well, what does it mean?" She goes, "It, it just it means a grown up like the way you like something or like someone." And she goes, "Well, Star Wars is sexy." And I'm just thinking, how many guys have tried to convince women all their lives that Star Wars was sexy? And like that that eight year old capsulated it. Star Wars is sexy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just thought yeah, that you know, was I have to agree with you on the favorite quote. Actually, that whole exchange was interesting because you you don't you don't think about it. People use the word sexy all the time, and it's never really encapsulated. It's never really defined, and it's when a child has to you know say, "Oh yeah, that's really sexy." It means cool, and then you're they're breaking it down, and I just love that whole exchange. Star Wars is sexy. Oh, uh, well, thank Tachi. That's why you are my co-host. <laughs> I searched for years and years to find a co-host who would think Star Wars is sexy. And I found her. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Was there anything else I wanted to ask you about? Oh, also, okay. You know how I love to uh, house shop while watching tv shows boy do i you know that about me what about yes. her friend and colleague oh, lauren's I mean, apartment in new york the view the the, mean, the the dappled sunlight coming in I mean, and, and just balcony as far as the eye can see courtyard in new york and that girl of that girl's uh her she had this huge balcony it's like, it was a balcony but it was a courtyard it went on forever yeah, that girl, that girl's how I was like, or woman, I should say, her house. I was like, what have I done to upset the gods, and why don't I have this? <laughs> I am so in love with that apartment. It was go, and it is an apartment. It's probably a co-op of some sort, or maybe condo. But there are more co-ops in New York than condos. But it is gorgeous. It's contemporary. It's got this wonderful feel. It's full of light. And I think the way they shot it reflects how much light that apartment actually gets. And you saw that tinge of jealousy. Because here's the thing. Because Naomi Watts is bored with her life, part of that boredom is probably living in the suburbs. Remember they went through that whole thing with, and I know I'm getting off of the subject of the apartment, but I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Remember that whole thing of they were talking about the school and the bake sale and, oh, well, one of them had the nerve to go to ShopRite and get a pie and blah, 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 and all of that humdrum type of stuff. And she says, for God's sake, they're kids. They don't know the difference. Just get the damn pie from the store. And, you know, she was talking about, oh, well, I had a lovely quince and blah, 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 pie, whatever it is. That kind of stuff is boring to her. So you saw the twinge of, of, of envy when she got to that apartment on the, I think she her, she lives on the west side. Her friend lives on the west side. Yes. When she got to that west side apartment in the heart of the city and the space 
and the excitement and you can walk outside of your door and walk to whatever you want the shops the restaurants all of that and you know she's newly divorced her friend is newly divorced but she seems like she is so at peace with herself oh yeah no it's a basically her, her friend represents a world of possibilities and then she has yes. to go back to incredibly mundane um even though it's an architectural digest mundane uh humdrum uh uh uh, house in the suburbs that you know people would stab stab their mother in the eye to move into that house but it was, <laughs> it was spectacular it, it was it was i don't know if it stabbed your mother in the eye spectacular but you know <laughs> or you know not, maybe not in the eye but you stab her in like you'd stab her in the chest but not in the not in the heart Damn. but like a duck like in the lung or something she have a collapsed lung that's that's a that's a collapse your mother's lung house it's that How about good. no sharp out objects at all <laughs> <laughs> but it was gorgeous i i do agree and that that house and her friend represents like you said the world of possibilities that she wants that is not necessarily available to her and all of that other stuff she's doing, the snooping around her patients' lives, this newfound whatever it is that she's trying to start with her patient's ex, that all represents the excitement that she can't have, that she wants to have. But it's like, there's also a side of her, from what I've seen so far, that's like, do I really want to risk what I have that's a sure thing for all of this other stuff, which may turn out to be frivolous? Well, you talk about the hetero heteronormative thing. Even her patient, when she's questioning her patient, um, and her, her patient talks about the fact that she recommended that her patient take all the stuff of his ex girlfriend because he's obsessed with her. At one point, he can't sleep and he gets up and gets one of her t shirts and and is holding and smelling the t shirt to get to sleep. And she tells him, "You can't get over her. You can't get over the another one of my favorite quotes. You can't, you know, um, you can't get over her." Or, you know, the drug while you're still using it. Yes, that was a good one. Yeah, she is not the answer. And so he takes her her stuff, but he ends up spending the evening with her. They don't have sex, but he does spend time with her. And so when he's telling his therapist, his therapist is like, you know, so is, does she say anything about seeing anyone after the therapist spends an evening with her? Has she, did she say anything about anybody? Clearly trying to find out if he said anything about herself. And so the, uh, so then the, 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 uh, her patient says, well, she mentioned some woman. Oh, she perked up right away with her. Oh, immediately. And then, and then he and uh and so then she goes well did she say that she's like maybe seeing some she goes well I, he goes well i would know you know she, she's not she didn't mention any guys and she would of course she wouldn't be seeing a woman i would know and so then of course you know Naomi watch is like yeah i don't think you know everything about this one <laughs> but you don't know yeah you don't so it was mm. the show that's one of the another, another thing i'll say about that the show is very sexy so i i feel like if you're gonna watch the show i know i'm i know this is one of the bad girls of summer but um if it's if you live in a cooler summer climate, I'm telling you, you need to light a fire or light a couple of candles, get yourself a couple of glasses of wine, sit back. It's going to be a sexy ride. Very, very. This is like, what is it like? OK, you know how Showtime used to they had like this kind of Showtime <laughs> at night and they had you all know, these. No, like, no, no, not at night, Tachi. It was Showtime after dark that's right. <laughs> that's right showtime after dark i said at night like it's a nick at night yeah <laughs> this showtime after dark thing and they had all these shows that were like not pornos but really just very porn adjacent 
porn adjacent, very borderline. This is, from what I can tell, it's not quite there, but it's knocking on the door. Well, we already, we're adjacent. only at episode two, Tachi. I, I can't, right. it's going gonna, it's gonna to get sexier by far. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it, it it's going to, it's going to, and it seems like that's a theme of the bad girls of summer. <laughs> what are the yeah. bad girls of summer a little bit sexier than the than the bad girls of fall? Uh, yes, I think, so. <laughs> I think so. Definitely less clothes on because of the summer. <laughs> yes, it is. It's it's the temperature is warm outside, and the and the temperature is also warm in the pants. provided they can keep them on yes that said all right oh wait a minute no you got it that's right i got got one more thing to ask you do you have a favorite do you have a favorite quote potentially uh from a a gypsy oh before i ask you your favorite quote i gotta say one thing the theme song to gypsy is a redo of the song gypsy uh by fleetwood mac sang by yes. uh, um stevie nicks and stevie it nicks. is beautiful honestly another thing the opening montage there's so much so few shows have opening sequences anymore but oh my god i don't know if you sat through it and actually watched itachi but the opening credits are beautiful i did they're absolutely gorgeous i but i have to say this about netflix shows they all because it's netflix they take the time to do the montages those grand openings that you used to see in the 80s and 90s they take the time to do that so it is it is absolutely gorgeous i agree oh yeah and miss nicks if it isn't already please make sure that they they give make a single version i want to go over to itunes and be able to get that version of gypsy because it is beautiful you all probably right. already can. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna have to go look immediately right after the show. But um, uh, all right, Tachi. Now, do you have a favorite quote from the show? Well, like I said, that whole exchange about the word "sexy," I actually really liked. It was just there was this innocence, and then it was also pointing to a lot of other things because "sexy." You know, he says, "Yeah, you know what's sexy? Your mom." Sexy. Oh, that was that was actually sweet, but yeah, but but, was, but but he what he didn't say we get to see a little thought bubble above his head. You know who's sexy? Your mom, but not as sexy as my smoking hot assistant. <laughs> oh, exactly, that's what I was thinking. She's sexy, but I have to say that out of obligation. Really, I'm checking for my assistant. Uh, my assistant is everything. All right. Yes. Well, I okay. I actually I, I kind of alluded to my favorite quote, but I actually found it found it uh, where I wrote it down precisely when okay. she's talking to her uh, her. Patient the one whose uh, ex-girlfriend she is becoming more and more obsessed with, she says, remember, even if it feels good, she's not the solution. And mm-hmm. the reason why I think that quote is incredibly uh, uh, meaningful is she's saying it to him, but she should be saying it to herself. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Tachi, there's, here comes the question. Are you going to uh, stay tuned to Gypsy or are you going to change the channel? Oh, I'm staying tuned. I didn't know what I was going to feel like initially, but I'm really staying tuned. There's just too much there to let it go. I can't. All right. Wow. And okay. you, sir? Uh, you know what, Tachi? I am surprised too. I thought this. The, the, I, I thought this might be a little bit dry, but oh no, yes. it is not. It is. It's moist. Show <laughs> <laughs> is moist. Like the cake that she doesn't want to bake for the big sale. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and some other things. Exactly. Yeah, things there. There's some. There's some. Yeah, there's moist things going on. There's in this moisture show. going on too. 
<laughs> that's another thing. Now, now like I said before, Naomi Watts has always been just an effervescent be, uh, vision, uh, uh, you know, radiant beauty, but she gets sexy and sexual. Like, I mean, the scene where she's daydreaming and taking care of herself, uh, yes. and a, you know, give, you know, that, you know, that massage that seems to be crotchally located focused that the, the massage that seems to be kind of the focused is the crotchal area. Yes. That woman got, she got sexy. I never saw her as sexy before. So, and the kind of the, the danger that, that she's attracted to the moth that she's playing the moth to, uh, her patient's girlfriend's flame. And it's, sexy i know she's and she's going to dangerous places and you know what i want to watch her go there she's already there (laughs) she's already in a dangerous place and she it's too late to back up now oh my god well we will definitely be watching to see where it all ends up absolutely so with that said we are now going to move on to our second review which is equally sexy equally dangerous equally risque (laughs) I need you to talk about it, Kevin. Take All us right. in. The, the, our second show that we're uh, reviewing uh, this week is Claws on TNT, and it's a 10-episode series. And all right, let me tell you a little bit about it. All right. Danessa and her girls take pride in doing nails at the nail artisans of uh, Manatee County. But while painting fingertips and dreaming of a better life for her and her autistic brother, she finds herself entangled in a money laundering scheme with the Dixie Mafia. As New Year's Eve approaches, Danessa's uh, promise to get out of the life gets complicated when things take a turn with the mafia boss's nephew, causing her and new manicurist Virginia to take matters into their own hands, changing their lives forever. All right, Tachi, what did you think of Claws? Let me talk about what I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be some VH1, BET, Uh -uh. (laughs) um, let's just say Viacom (laughs) type uh, thing about doing nail. I had no clue about the different layers to this this saga, this story. I thought it was just going to be about what goes on in a beauty shop. I thought it was just going to be the television version of Beauty Shop. Okay, that's cute. Yeah, but is it's it not. Going and to be it a, was. It was very much not. Not at all. I was like, if if it's gonna be like that, it'll be cute, but it won't be enough to hold my attention. Oh my goodness! This show has so many layers. First of all, I live in Florida, and that's like more North Florida because you can hear by their Southern accents. When you're in in South Florida. You don't you don't have that because South Florida is very different. North Florida is basically South Georgia. So they have very heavy southern accents and that's what you're hearing. And so it's a different type of thing altogether. Um there is Florida in general has a problem with pill mills and pill culture and pill addiction. So the fact that they chose to focus on that was right on the money. Right on the money. Oh, and I was mixing things up. The the one of the producers of this show, this is the one that Rashida Jones produces. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It it mm, is something else. It is something else. Sex is also a major theme here. I'll say that. Oh, you think? Okay. First of all, within like the first, like I'd say six, seven minutes of the show, we get off to the races and we get off to it quick. But, um, uh, 
First of all, Niecy Nash is the star of this show in yes. every conceivable way. But the moment she comes on screen, this woman is wearing like this, like, I'm not even sure what it's called. What is it called when women wear like an outfit where it's like it's short pants and a top and one thing? Romper. Okay, she's wearing that and she, Niecy Nash's body in this show is like everything. Oh, um, her, Yes. Oh my yes. God. I mean, she is giving it to us. I don't know what gym she's been going to and what she's been doing, but body is on all kinds of point. And, yes. um, and then, but, but five minutes or six minutes into the show, all of a sudden, um, this, uh, uh, character roller comes in and she needs going to the office to have a meeting with roller. And, um, we had no idea that the, the meeting was going to be pants optional. Because it's <laughs> very, <laughs> the ladies room for real it gets very intense very quickly yes and it's not okay this is not just the normal sex this is like s&m oh it gets it gets yes that yeah roller has very specific things he needs to finish up uh finish the job and um yeah it's it's pretty intense i'm like tnt what the (laughs) what am i TNT, come on! I mean, I this show is intense. Again, this is this is not PG or PG thirteen. It's 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 PG one hundred and thirteen. This is a very adult show. I feel, it's not for kids. Yeah, I remember. I remember thinking, like, should I be watching this without my, without my parents' permission? This is very. <laughs> this is very intense. I I know. No, I know. It was. It's so 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 intense. And Nisi Nash. Okay, you thought when we uh, last show we talked about uh, Harlot, and you thought there was breasts for days there. Oh my God. Ne- okay. Ne- again, Nisi doesn't even need to go in for a checkup. Her doctor can just watch the show. And like you know what, your breasts are all good. They're okay. <laughs> all clear, all clear. Because basically, all we don't see is nip. That's all. Uh, we don't barely, see. barely. One wrong move. <laughs> oh yeah, just, just, just. If you breathe in a little bit too deeply, just nipples as far as the eye can see. Um. So yeah, you're right. The whole kind of it. That's another thing. The show feels hot. This is definitely one of the bad girls of summer shows because the show. Just watching it, you can feel the heat coming from your TV and your remote. Um. You definitely, it definitely has that Florida kind of look. Uh. That that dirty, dirty South look to it. And I mm-hmm. love how um. There's the, the the the. You definitely instantly get a feeling that these women that work at the nail salon, they are family. They have each other's backs. They are there for each other. And um, when, you know, a a little usurper shows up uh, that kind of tries to like, you know, uh, make a make a way, make her way in the world very quickly. um, Yeah, it's it's not tolerated by Niecy Nash or her girls. Uh, It's actually the the character is Virginia and she's played by Karuchi Tran. Okay, can we talk about that for a minute? For anybody anybody who doesn't know, Karuchi Tran is, uh, I believe, the mother of uh, Chris Brown's child. And um, according to court papers, a former punching bag, as well as, you know, some other pop star who shall remain nameless. I just to give you a hint, I just I would say she shines bright like some kind of stone. Won't say what. (laughs) <laughs> but I will say she shines bright like some kind of stone. 
And she also likes to work, 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 work. And also, if it's a rainy day, you might want to go walking with her because she might have a way to protect you two from the rain. I'm not Correct. saying how she's going to do it. <laughs> but she will oh. have some way to keep you protected from it. Wow. Are we subtle? Nope. Very subtle. <laughs> Very subtle hints. <laughs> I, I, okay. So here's the thing that I really love about the show, the nomenclature. If you notice all of the episodes, first of all, uh, let me just, there are only five episodes in, and this thing has already been renewed. Oh, yeah. And, and for, and for good ago. reason. The show is hot. It is. Bad Girls of Summer? What? It's hot. <laughs> it is. It is really a hot show. And the they. I like that the nomenclature. Each episode is just one name. So the first two we watched were uh, Tirana and Funerary. So it. They just have these interesting names that want to let you want to know more about them. And oh gosh, I have. Can we talk about? Okay, so Karuchi Tran. I was a little like. Karuchi Tran. Yes. Okay. You know. Why? Thank you for saying that. When I heard that they that she was cast in the show, I'm thinking, oh damn it, Niecy Nash, why are you getting some crap with Karuchi Tran? Some Karuchi some, Tran. Some, some some thought that uh that Chris Brown got involved with. Well, you know what? <laughs> this thought. Yeah, this thought can act. So I got to give it up to Karuchi. Any doubts I had about you, I I I got to apologize because that girl delivers a performance and in a very pivotal scene that gets really intense. That's another thing. Niecy Nash. Oh my god. There is a scene when she decides to take uh, matters into her own hand because hands because she's been told one thing. She's been sold a bill of goods. She has mm-hmm. been laundering money. She has dreams of getting there in like a very hood nail salon. But she yes. has bigger dreams and she has an autistic brother that every night as she puts him to bed that uh, that she's going to take him out of there. He's afraid of black mold and apparently there's been a mold problem in their house and when it rains the water comes through the ceiling and he it scares him and freaks him out and she's going to take him to a castle on the beach and that's mm-hmm. her goal and so she was told by roller that uh the, the uh, mafia boss's son that if she did this for a year there would be like a twenty thousand dollar bonus and that's going to be enough for her to get her uh nail salon on the right side of the tracks and to be able to change her and her girls' lives. But uh, when it all comes down to it, shock, you know, uh, um, just a little tip for people out there when it comes to dating. If you get a, <laughs> if someone makes a promise to you and their name is like Roller, B-Boy, or, <laughs> or, or Lil Anything, Lil Anything, a promise to <laughs> anybody that has Lil in their name. <laughs> that, if it is not their legal government name, you might want to think twice about getting involved in that transaction. Yes, because yeah, anybody with the name Lil in there is you can't trust that promise. <laughs> if you don't believe me, ask Lil Kim. You can, you know you can't know. count on her. You can't count on her. <laughs> my my thing is like your man's name is Roller. Did you think that this uh, after a year was going to uh, be delivered? Oh, one other tip. If he wears a grill, if he ha- if he owns a grill that you can't cook meat on, do not trust him. And and here's the thing, and I hate to bring it this way, but l- let people may not know. Roller is of the Caucasian persuasion. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. People, man, okay, people okay. Think they, 
People, you know what? You were, you know what? You just you're making some assumptions out there, listeners, that you shouldn't have made. You assume, exactly. you assume that Roller was like, you know, melanin rich. Well, no, M- Roller needs tons of sunscreen, and, yes. and he cannot be yes. trusted. He cannot, and he wears a grill. So as soon as we said these things, I said, you know what? I think I need to clear up any misconceptions that may come up about who Roller is and the uncle. Well, the father, because actually, who he calls dad and who the dad calls son i that is not his actual son yeah, it's, he calls him remember, what i love is he, which sounds so south his uncle daddy uncle daddy uncle daddy yes that's so nasty and that's that's, oh, another thing. okay oh my god let's talk about uncle daddy for a second uncle daddy is a complicated person very complicated very complicated desires <laughs> he is something uncle daddy is is something else and it's interesting because i was watching they i don't know if you saw but they kind of had like a a small like little director's cut of you know the episode and so they were talking about the complexities of him the fact that he is he's a mafia boss so you're expecting one thing but there's this side to him that is so um Kind of tender and unlike what you would think. Well, what's interesting about him is he is a really good foil ultimately for Niecy Nash because both of them are all about family. Niecy right. Nash's family is her autistic brother and her girls the worked in the salon. They are family. And the uh, mafia boss um his family is his actual family he's all about them and if anything uh happens to or they're not treated correctly he will come down and come down hard and it gets to a point really quickly in the show where niecy nash who's working for him and uh and uh him they seem to be what they have they're at cross purposes is the kindest (laughs) way i can (laughs) describe this Yes, cross part. That's a good word. That's a good phrase. Yeah. So term. yeah. So it, they they really are. They're they're really two sides of the same coin in a way. But Nisi Nass's performance performance in this. What happens in the end of episode one with her and there gets to a point where she makes a decision because the all the things that have happened to her and how she's been treated and she makes a decision that she's got to basically change the direction that things are going mm-hmm. uh, and she's willing to take drastic do drastic measures to change this. But there is this kind of calm, cool resolve that you can see her you can see her moving towards this and it's all internal um uh when she makes the decision i need to do something to change my lot in life mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's a good decision no i'm not saying it's a good one but she clearly decides to take control of the situation and oh my god when that what what goes down in the in the next couple minutes is wow her performance and um roller and karuchi everybody everybody's bringing their a game in uh in that scene and in the whole show i i love the uh uh, some of the girls in the shop i gotta talk about one of the parts i gotta go into my favorite quote of the show early on i gotta talk about uh the character polly is one of the girls that works at the at the nail salon and she basically had some time off from the salon 
Yes. She was away for a while at maybe college was what some people might call oh, it. Oh no, she said she said she was away at um she was on vacation somewhere. She was on vacation. She yes, yeah, she was at the uh at the Metal Bars Inn and yes. um, <laughs> at the at the Cavity Search Hotel. So <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so she she's out now but she has like let she has like an anklet on that's kind of bulky and it has a blinking light on it um yeah so so she has part of uh her being out now is she has to do community service and so she's working with these at-risk girls and one of the rules about working with at-risk girls is that she's not supposed to discuss why she has to do community service and the girls are like pestering her like well what were you in for what were you doing and so she starts to tell them this incredibly elaborate story about how she was running and of course none of it not a word of it's true that right. she that she was uh running a uh modeling agency uh in miami that also doubled as a, a high price prostitution ring and she yes. was serving these servicing these really important uh very big clients clients like lamar odom and so one of the girls asked uh why would someone like lamar odom need to pay for sex and so what i love is i just love the way she delivers this line polly kind of she she's on a couch sitting and she leans back and, and reclines very very seductively and she gives this sly knowing smile and this knowing laugh comes out of her and she says girls you don't pay a whore to bang you pay her to leave yes <laughs> oh my god yes that the, line was gold but the best part of it is the reaction of the, the, the these like these these at-risk girls who are around 12 start like not like yeah that makes sense that's good yeah, point that's a, good oh, point okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm like, okay, that is Florida all day, every day. I'm like, wow. No, I'm telling you. Let me tell you. I'm like, this show is so Florida. It is so Florida. From the so Florida. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, because Florida, Florida is not all about Disney. Even though people that aren't from we—that's what we think of Florida as. It's just it's Epcot Center, right? All of it, right? Yeah. And once you're here, you're like, yeah, okay. And once you get away from some of the wealth or whatever, which you know, some was gotten by interesting games, but. Uh, once you get away from all of that, you're like, okay, this is this place is kind of seedy. There's some seedy um outfits in Florida. Oh my god! Again, the wardrobe. That's nothing. Oh my god! The the people in charge of like Niecy Nash's and her girls' wardrobes must every day just be like, can we make now? Can we make it raunchier? Can we make these these clothes more inappropriate? Can we show even more cleavage? Can we? Let me tell you what they did. They said they sent an assistant. They said, okay, I want you to go to Dots and I want (laughs) you to look at and I want you to look and see what kind of outfits they have there. Then we will recreate them. That's exactly what they did. Because I have seen women and girls dressed exactly like that in Florida. And the shoes. I don't understand. Like, you know, you're on your feet all day. You're working in like this, in this, like all working in this nail salon. And then you're also, you're also laundering money. So you have to basically work and, 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 and go over to this pill place and, and, and transfer all this money. And yet they're, these shoes they are wearing are everything. No, they there are they are, but it's true to form. You will see some women here that will not take their shoes off for anything. Just like in that telling scene, that that scene with Nisi Nash and Karuchi Tran, 
uh, the shoe, and she was like, "Can you take those clear shoes off for one minute, please?" <laughs> <laughs> so there were these clear, like platform shoes, but that's how they are. They will not take them off for anything. I'm like, it, "Am I the only one that has some dysfunction that if I wear shoes like that for too long, my feet would hurt even like two seconds?" It seems like they are. I guess they're just dealing with the pain for well, yeah, beauty whatever is cuteness. Beauty is pain. Also, like, are those beautiful. Also, I got um. There, there's all these the characters. The the girls are all so different and interesting. There's quiet Anne, who is kind of the the girl's bouncer and protector, and she's this lesbian who's tough. And I love how she gets involved with like one of the clientele. Basically, is instantly attracted to her, and out of nowhere, she shows up and she takes her. Quiet Anne takes her to the back of this backseat of of this woman's car and literally just changes this woman's life without saying a word using her mouth i'll say that in the nicest possible way and um she even though ann is (laughs) ann is quiet but uh she doesn't use her she doesn't use her tongue for talking a lot but apparently when she does use it for other things it messes straight girls up and it speaks volumes apparently it yes, it messed that girl up and made her just to upset. the point she was bringing. I made you so. What did she make brownies oh, or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, she made her some pull apart uh, croissant bread. And, That's right. And she's leaving her kids and her husband and just showing up there. And 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 because quiet Anne is just like done with her, she's upset. She's in front and she's yelling and throwing stuff at the shop. You know when you 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 no, she messes up straight girls. Straight girls stay away from quiet Anne. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. You can't you can't deal with it. You can't handle it. Apparently not. And you know what the the funny thing is, this is such this is uh Judy Reyes who plays Quiet Anne who was uh she was on Scrubs. Remember her from Scrubs? Yes. Oh, no, th- that's what I'm saying. This is such an incredible she has on z- zero makeup. And None. she has her hair in like cornrows and she wears these like uh, these like fedora kind of hats. That woman, but you know what? The sexy. You know what's weird? She has never been sexier though. The there's a confidence and she is. There's a confidence and swagger that she has about her, how she plays this character. And you can see why all these straight girls are just like, you know, panties are hitting the ground when they when they meet her. I guess the hell so. And it's such a departure from her um her character on Scrubs. She's been another thing thing such, but I was thinking about the dichotomy. Her character in Scrubs is very feminine and very because she's like dating. Do, uh, uh, Donald Faison there and she's very feminine and kind of flighty and you know that type of thing she's not that feminine as flighty but she's feminine and Girl, she was girlish she was definitely your she flighty was very girlish, girlish. Very girlish but no this is oh my god no she is straight up but she is a dude in this show she and, is a straight dude <laughs> and, but 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 but, but it was, there's a scene when like the when Nisi comes in with and she's giving all the girls their bonuses and um and and she's and um uh I just said what her character's name was oh quiet Anne is like dancing there's like this like salsa song on and she starts dancing yeah and, and she starts dancing with 
Niecy Nash, that would get, it doesn't get sexier. It doesn't get sexier when watching those two of those girls dance and she dances with all the girls in the shop. And just that scene alone shows you the fun and the family of that group. And, and, and cause, because of course later we're Niecy Nash is going to have to do a lot of things to protect that, that friendship and family that she's got there because it is very much in jeopardy by the end of episode two. It is. And I, well, not blame, but kind of blame. I was like, Karuchi Tran, here you come with your nonsense. So (laughs) (laughs) here you come messing up the the family messing up the clan yeah but 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 it was it was already gonna go down due to the fact that it was that roller uh knew that niecy nash was uh gonna be cheated and then what really sealed the fate was when roller starts basically telling niecy nash that she doesn't understand that she is an employee basically um and okay i'm gonna give something away but at one point i think we have to okay um niecy nash is is he's she's supposed to be his main girl which is that's a great title but um when he starts disrespecting Nisi and he is sleeping with Karuchi, um, at basically Nisi Nash walks in and he's pretty much, I don't know how else to put it, but he's kind of like at this point raping Karuchi because Karuchi clearly doesn't want what's happening to happen and she's trying to make it stop and he's not letting it stop. And right. Nisi basically comes in and's like, you know, get off of her and like, and Karuchi goes running out. Um, and then, but uh, again, when somebody wears a grill and their name is Roller, after you well, walk in on them sexually assaulting some other woman, what are they going to ask you to do? Can you help finish me off? Exactly. That was everything. And her response was, oh, yeah, baby, I'll help finish you. Yep. That's all I'm not going to say anymore. I'm not going to no, say anymore. No. And I'm, I'm almost, well, okay, I'm going to say something. In episode two, there is a there is a uh, okay. A, a, a funeral procession. Yes, I, I got notes. I got notes. Must dis- okay. Must discuss funeral procession. No, we, we have to talk about this funeral Pare- procession. No funeral. I I, I, I labeled as funeral procession slash parade and yes. a, and after funeral party with three different yes. kinds of chocolate fountains. <laughs> Yes, I lo- I was like, "What the hell is it?" You wanted to talk ratchet. If ever the word ratchet fit, it was for this. This okay, this yeah, okay, all right. When you, yes, if you look in the if you look in the dictionary for the term ratchet, you will see a picture of this. You will see stills from this funeral where there were actually actually floats and there were strippers on the float twerking on poles, on poles spinning and twerking funeral procession and people crying as the as the as the uh as the thoughts are are shaking their asses people are like you know brushing away a tear tenderly i'm like what yes and what's and because these are tasteful whores they are all, they're wearing black thongs and black pasty so they're keeping it classy tachi they're keeping it classy they're keeping it classy and black platforms black lace-up platforms to the knee remember those yes remember and, the first and that's two true. in the procession and, and, and even though, even, even though a lot of them had on clear heels, they were tasteful clear heels that had like tasteful. a dark tinge. They were they were they were they had a, a, a like a dark of uh, a uh, black kind of tint to the to the clear heels. They so were being was, respectful of the deceased. It, it was very respectful. You got a grant. It was very respectful. And then <laughs> and then at the after funeral party, 
And that's what it, I know some people call it a repast, but this was a party. This they had a DJ. <laughs> so this is an after. No, exactly. This is an after. A repast is when you are when you are truly mourning. This was a celebration. Yeah, this of was life. an after after funeral party. And when yes. and when they and they they pan that buffet. Okay, I don't know if, if you've ever been to Vegas, you haven't seen a buffet this lavish. Yeah. Forget <laughs> about the buffet at the Flamingo or any of these other places. This was a lavish buffet. You know what? That, that, I hate to say, but that, that is the funeral to be invited to because I be that I go to that funeral all day, every day, and twice on Sundays. That was <laughs> that the, is terrible. That was the funeral. To, and when you can go to a funeral, Tachi, and raise the roof, you know that's the right funeral to go to. You can raise the I, roof, and then you can have, and you can, and you can try. I didn't even know there was diff- that many different kinds of chocolate fountains. They had a caramel fountain. They had a dark chocolate fountain. Yes. They had a they milk had a chocolate fountain chocolate and a white mm-hmm. chocolate. Fountain. Yes, <laughs> a salted caramel fountain. That that, that funeral was everything. Everything. Okay. Did I spy shrimp? I know I did. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. You. Oh, you. You couldn't help us. Okay. Oh my God. I think it. They actually had like a shrimp waterfall. It was like it had like this this giant silver thing with ice, and it was shrimp as far as the eye can. See. I don't think there's any shrimp left in the ocean, Tachi. There's none, none left. Or as some people like to say scrimps no you did not say that <laughs> those were not shrimp those were scrimp okay oh this God. type of event a ratchet event like that they're scrimp all right tachi okay we got to get to the part where we discuss uh your favorite quote from episode one or two what did you have a favorite quote i did so okay. <laughs> uh, in that scene with karuchi i think we're gonna have the same Nash. favorite quote tachi i think we're gonna have the same favorite. <laughs> or very close She's Karuchi says, "Am I part of your little clique now?" Oh, okay. We don't have the same quote. Okay. Okay. It it was like, well, it was yeah, the no, thing was... that got me about that was like it was all this stuff. It was all the struggle and everything goes on, and then she's like breathing heavy. She's like, "Am I part of your little clique now?" <laughs> yeah, because some like, stuff. Yeah, because right before she asked that, some stuff went down. Right. And, and the kind of stuff that went down is kind of stuff that bonds you to somebody for life. So it's like, yeah, we weren't friends before, but after this, we are reluctant friends. If we're not even, we may not even be friends, but we are blood brothers or blood sisters yes. at this point. So we are yes. in it. No, that yes. was a really good line. But my favorite quote is this: it "Is after the stuff goes down, just I think pretty much after you after the quote you talked about, um, Nisi Nash says Nisi Nash to me has the best quote hands down. She goes, um, you know, because something goes down and we need to be quiet about." this whole thing and so she says to Karuchi she was like the only thing I want coming out of your blank licking mouth is I didn't see blank and I don't know blank well she's she's going into crisis mode so I yeah, no, Nisi Nash's character um she is a good crisis manager she is she really is ne I have to say Nisi Nash kills it in this. I enjoyed her in Reno. What is it? Reno nine one one nine one one. I enjoyed her that she's also. I I I liked her in Clean House. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay thank you for saying that because me and Nisi Nash go back to, to back to Clean House. I was a fan of Clean House, and I was sad when she left I it. Lo- and I one thing, I, yeah, I got to say about this woman is if you have not seen her in any more dramatic things because she was on another show on um on on HBO. Um, that she got all kinds of good write-ups for her incredible acting where she worked in a nursing home. Um, This thing, this woman is a serious 
actress. She is. This character is so real. And when you see these moments with her, there's a moment that's what, what, what to me really shows the acting is when she's out with her girls and she's, and, and she's walking in those heels and she's strutting in those, in those impossibly short shorts and looking good doing it. Yes. Um, she looks like, I don't know, 15, 20 years younger. But when she, after at the end of a hard day, she comes home and her uh, brother, who's autistic, is having problems, and he's upset that they're not moving fast enough to, to, to get because she's been promising to, to take him to you know this castle on the beach, and um, you can see that she just looks so spent, so tired, and so defeated after finding out that everything she'd worked for for a whole year is not going to happen that that's acting she looks like a completely you could see she looked just beat and she's in the bathroom having a moment to herself and he's banging on the door talking to her like a little because he's like a essentially he's like a little boy right and and um anyway just the way she deals with him and then the way she's dealing with her girls and then when she's dealing with roller just all the different characters and nuances this is a very layered character and a layered performance that niecy nash is giving us it is really really good and one other thing about the relationship with her brother as much as her brother needs her she needs him because yes. remember that scene where she, all this had gone down and she's really, you know, visibly upset and he can tell something's not right. And he's like, that was yesterday. This is today. And he's making her say all these affirmations. And then he said, I can't remember, but he says something really silly. And he said, no, you have to say it. And she says it and bust out laughing. That oh, really oh, shows. Cause you know, it goes, it goes back to shrimp because he had one of the things I think he makes yes. like, I'm, like, he says her, says like, I'm, you know, say her name and then like and i love shrimp and she just starts yes, laughing yes <laughs> that's right she starts laughing yeah and so it showed that was a little bit of comic relief but it also shows that she needs him too they need each other you know they're so their family their family and and basically mm -hmm. trying to go straight and and have a better life fighting for her her brother and her girls that's what keeps her going yes yeah all right. Oh, oh, so okay. Ask me. Oh, go All ahead. right. I, I got to ask you, Tachi. All right. So, Tachi, when it comes yeah. to claws, are you going to are you going to stay tuned or are you going to change the channel? I'm already waiting for the next time it's going to come on. It's only halfway through the season. So, I'm already um, you know, on bated breath waiting for the next episode. So, yeah, I'm going to keep watching. I am enjoying this. I did not like I said, I didn't know how much I would enjoy it when I first saw it. I'm like, oh, "Okay, beauty shop for nails. That's great." And it's so not that. I I would highly recommend it and Nisi Nash, you are doing the thing. So, I have to ask you, Kevin, are you going to keep watching or will you change the channel? Oh, you know what? Not with a gun to my head would I change the channel from this show. <laughs> this show is so good. This, this show is, is everything. This show is everything. It is so good, Taji, and it is so well acted. And what I love is the, each of the women, one of her friends, we didn't go over all of them, but they're all so different and you 
instantly feel the love and the family and the the kinship, the sisterhood amongst them. And you are rooting for them and things are coming hard for them and it's going to get dark for them in this show. But um, I am rooting for them. I'm afraid for them. uh, And I can't wait for the next episode. And um, and there will be many more because it's already been announced. The show's not even you're right. Season one isn't even halfway through yet. And TNT has announced that it is coming back for a season two. Woohoo! I can't wait. It, yeah, it is a great show, and it is this. This is it, this is a good time to celebrate the bad girls of summer because this summer these girls are particularly bad, and it feels so good. I cannot believe, Tachi. You know what? Now that we're at the end of our, you know, our bad girls of summer series, all of the bad girl shows were good. We liked all they, four of them. They were all good, and yet we were solidly in agreement with all of these shows, which goes to show you that. These uh, shows that have debuted prior to summer and that are summer debuts, they're doing their thing. I think it's it's these networks are thinking well about what they're putting out there. Yeah, summer used to be a, a total snooze fest uh, for TV lovers. You had nothing but reruns, uh, and on on every uh, every couple years, you had the Olympics to look forward to during the summer and nothing else. But that those days are over. Um, Netflix and even networks like TNT. I I, I got to give another summer uh, bad girl a summer shout out. This is a show that's already been on. It's in season two right now. Animal kingdom if you have not watched animal kingdom you need to watch it with a quickness you need to download the tnt app because you can watch season one first that is one of the most compelling shows uh with one of the most what i'm trying to say one of the most complicated women uh and sexiest women you will ever see in a tv show and um it's definitely something that i think that once you start watching it you won't be able to look away it takes place in southern california in like in a beach city they never quite say i think it's around it's probably like huntington beach but they don't really say what city they're in and it's about this uh, uh very small you know uh organized crime family and the stuff they get into it's a it's a it's led by a matriarch and she has a family of boys that commit these crimes and um the show takes the show it's eternally summer on this show and it's surfboards and it's it's surfboards and shootouts and 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 just ratchet behavior and um uh and a mother that's a little bit too sexy and inappropriately sexy with her boys, the extent to how, what the, these relationships are like, there's a lot of gray, a lot mm. of gray. So this show definitely needed a uh, honorable mention for the bad girls of summer spectacular. Oh, fantastic. We get an honorable mention. You know, we always have to sneak something in there. <laughs> we can never just be. It we would, always it have to sneak something. Channeling if we didn't try to cheat and get and, and shoehorn an, an extra an extra show into a, a into one of our episodes. That's how we do. All right, Tachi. <laughs> well, uh, tell people where they can find TV channeling. You can find us in a myriad of ways, so you have no excuse not to listen. We are on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Podbean, and 
tvchanneling.com our website points right to podbean so that's probably the easiest way to listen to us we're also all over social media and kevin is going to tell you how you can get in contact with us all right before i tell you how you can find us on social media since you're going to be following us you, you, you can see you can find us on podbean and you can find us on itunes and uh you know and you can also find us on soundcloud why not follow us there? Because uh, you can instantly, if you're following us, the moment you subscribe, you will instantly be the first one to get the latest and newest, coolest episodes of TV channeling. And so when we're doing like the bad boys of summer, you want to be the first one to find out about it, don't you? When we do our next special, when we're, we, we've already done a couple of specials. We did a special for uh, the Academy Awards, the Oscars. We're probably going to be doing another special the day after the after party of the Emmys. We're going to be partying, talking about that. You're gonna, you don't want to be the last to know. Everybody's going to be talking about what we're going to be saying here on TV channeling on social media. You want to be the first one to hear it and like, oh, I heard what Tachi and Kevin had to say. So <laughs> to, to be able to be the, to be on the first people to hear this, you got to subscribe so you'll instantly be informed. Now, if you want to actually talk to us, then you can talk to us on pretty much every social media platform there is. You can find us on uh, Facebook. You can find us on Snapchat. You can find us on, uh, oh, Instagram. We're Twitter. there. And also you can find us on Twitter. And so if you want to recommend a show for us to review, or if you just want to get a, a, uh, our take on, a, on an entertainment news story, Call, uh, call us. <laughs> um, message well, us. they can call in if they get. Remember, we're on Anchor too. So we're also can on Anchor, in. so you can also go to TV channeling on Anchor, and you can call in and ask us a question. And your question or comment could be featured right here on TV channeling the podcast. So we are everywhere, and that's another thing. If you like what we're doing, we would love to hear it. So please. You can give a uh, you can give us a review on iTunes or any of the platforms we can be found on, uh, like on on Stitcher. You can actually do a review of each episode. You know, if there's a particular episode that you like and you have something to say, feel free to say it. And if you didn't like it, why are you still listening? We're at the end of the show. You should have stopped <laughs> listening at the beginning. This is that's on you, not on us. Exactly. On Go have some you. scrimp. Yeah, go have some script instead of instead of listening to podcasts you don't like. But if you love what we're doing, we would love it if you would take the time to give us a review. Absolutely. And with that, we're going to let you get back to what you were doing because we appreciate the time you spent with us so far. So I'll say bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching the bad girls of summer, we're talking about it. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>